Some episodes might not be suitable for all listeners. Listener discretion is advised. I know Kamish and Gnomish. Kamish? What's Kamish? It's it's the hillbilly version of Kamish. <laughs> or Kamish. <laughs> Party must follow a twisted road and be prepared for the unexpected in the twisted and the greedy. The adventure begins just as the party has lost the living star, and they must act fast to retrieve it. First from Captain Catapult, the thieving tabaxi who just won't die. Second, from the red dragon, Aurora, who will do anything to win freedom from her tyrannical mother. And third, from a powerful coven of hags that want to devour the turtle and consume its magic. To recover the living star, the party must recover their ship, pass through the gates of the west, and navigate a tangled underground river through an ancient wellspring of magic. This close to the edge of the world, planar boundaries blur and shift, allowing aspects of other planes to seep into the material plane. The party will need to overcome strange and powerful threats that await them in unexpected corners if they hope to succeed. Okay, so we're back up to the top of the line then. Mm -hmm. Esther. Oh crap, man. You didn't see any of that either. Yeah, no, you're completely... What's going on? She's going to, like, move forward to Well, try okay, to... no, because where her line of sight is, she can tell that Mercer swung at something but can't see what he swung Correct, at. but she doesn't see what happened. Only Mercer and Celine know that she turned the flat of her axe and just went, well, stupid turtle, wham! Stay down! <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, so Esther's going to move forward because she knows there's one left, at least, right? Because nobody said, hey, it's over. So she's going to oh, move um, forward. Getting knocked into death saving throws yeah. also causes the illusionary image from Beryl to make you look like a reborn again, not a turtle. Oh, man. No, you still look like a turtle. You just got... The weird, ghostly arms. Yeah, the weird ghost stuff going on. Okay. You need to get, you need to get a turtleneck. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, the ink in this pen's running low. I think I'll fill it up with your blood! Step, step, step. Yeah, there's nothing left. <laughs> I, I don't get it. He laughs at his own dad jokes, but other people drop him. He's just like, Ugh, no. It's okay when he does it. That's the thing. Okay, time for this little sucker. Sad thing is I don't even do them all at all. What is Esther things. doing? Esther's going to move forward because she knows the thing is still alive. And... Blast it with one more magic missile. She had to move up 15 to get line of sight. Mm-hmm. Okay. Krakatoa! She's gonna yeet another level 5 magic missile at Mr. Beholder. Twenty-six. 
seven points of damage. Pow! Twenty-seven. Yeah. I ain't come to play, MFR. Alright. How's it looking now? Uh, it's still up. About uh, two thirds of the way down. Uh, it is Celine's turn. Um. Her spiritual weapon is going to float right above it. Yep. Okay. And then that's fine. And can she like step over the back to flank with Mercer? <coughs> um, we'll say that when the back fell, her shell caused her to roll, so she's actually over. The <laughs> you motherfucker! How dare you? Okay. So he punched you with the mechanical arm. Rude. Okay. So spiritual weapon is going to hit. With a uh, 26 to hit, by the way. Oh, yeah. For 11 points of damage. Okay. And then she's going to Booming Blade. And that's going to be a 17 to hit. Um, okay. Yeah, that hits. For an additional 14 points of damage. So, 25 points. Puts this at... 16. 6. It was at 31, right? Yeah, 16. No. 14 and 11 make 25. Minus 31. Oh, okay, sorry. Be 6. I thought you had already done the math for no. the... Okay. Making me second guess myself. I already hate math as it is, doggone it. Don't need you making it worse. Okay. That's all she can do for this round. Alrighty. Oh, jeez. It's not even close to midnight. Whoa. Awesome. Uh, Should be Mercer? Uh, no. Yes. Yes, Mercer. Okay. Uh, Mercer is going to try to force bolt or thunderbolt it. At disadvantage, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's going to be a 20 to hit. At disadvantage? 12 and a natural 20. And he has a plus... Uh, actually, a 21. See how it is to attack. He has 5 plus his proficiency modifier, so that's an 8 plus 1 for his arcane focus. So, plus 9. Okay. So then he rolls out a plus 10. Okay. Wait, did Celine already take her turn? Yeah. Mm, hang on. Three points fire, so one. Being in the room. Yeah, and then that <coughs> thing uh, gets thunderbolted for 23 points. All right, so it's dead. <sighs> and it goes down. So, what did you think of my almost beholders? I hate beholders. 
No, these are actually called Eyes of Avarice. Ooh. They just look like beholders. Either way, they're, they're kind of sucky. Um, <laughs> yeah, at this point... Um, I assume we're out of combat, or yeah. we're out of initiative? Yeah, you're out of combat. Okay, so we're going to all quickly move out of the room real quick to avoid the next wave of fire. Okay. Yeah. What about Zabak? Uh, Celine will grab her and drag her in. Strengths or athletics check? She's a total. She weighs a lot. I don't... I can pull her. With my strength score of 21 times 10, or times 15. Oh, okay. Yeah. Never mind. <laughs> Right, her back into here. Um, uh, <coughs> do, 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 do. Um, can Mercer is going to kind of like step, like essentially step over the back for the moment? Uh, Mercer is, yeah. Does he see a lock on the cage? Let me see here. No, he just sees a series of large beams that have been bolted and melted together. Screw it. I'm not worried about the fire damage. He's going to come in here, and he's going to walk around the cage and look for any signs of weakness to get them out. Right. Need a deck saving throw. For what? The next wave of oh. fire that was about to blast off before you ended combat. Well, we waited for that. That's why we all pulled out. Okay. Okay. Um, I mean, I assume it's, it's still going to happen every round. What's well, it was happening? Seemed like it was happening like every twelve seconds or so, every other round. Okay. But you were also taking damage every round that you were in the room, especially if you had armor on because of the heat. Okay, well, I mean, he's still going to take damage. Right. So, in this case, it would be a D4, which is two, so... One. One. So. And he's looking for what? He's looking for any structural, like, that he can get these creatures out. Uh, On the ground level, he is not seeing anything. He can give me an intelligence check, though. That's going to be a 16. 16. It was probably a safe bet to assume that... Uh, magic was involved in moving it in some way to pull the merfolk out. I only have one spell slot left, so I can't do that. Um, how sturdy is this cage? Sturdy. Like, this almost looks like uh, a nice little treasure trove of material for forging in Mercer's eyes. Okay, so real question. What is it made out of? Adamantine. (laughs) I'm so 
sorry. I knew what I was gonna what was gonna happen if you tried to release them, so I had it prepared. The chains too. Yes. I got to dismantle it to get. To where I can, I got to get into reasonable pieces so I can take it. Yep. Um, so in the process of thinking, another point of fire damage. Okay. And he is going to here in the next few seconds have to make another deck saving throw. Okay. Because like uh, I said, every twelve seconds. Now does this cover the entire room? Yes. When it so comes even if the, I crawl up on top of the cage to avoid the fire, uh huh. Uh, it fills the whole. Room. Okay. So he crawls up on top of the cage. Okay. Um, he's gonna basically he's going to um, aim for the chains, like the ones that that have them like shackled around their necks. He's gonna break those first. Give me an intelligence check. Uh, Twelve. I'm going to give it to you only because, in my mind, this should be, like, common sense. He knows he's been getting hurt by fire primarily because he's wearing some sort of metal armor. Mm -hmm. This is an adamantium cage that has constantly been under the effects of heat and fire. Yeah, he's going to use thunder. No, but climbing on top of it... That's fine. He has gloves. He's he's wearing he he has a chain suit, so yeah, it's going to be hot, but plus he's resistant to fire, so he knows oh, what he's oh, doing. Oh, okay, okay. Give me the deck saving throw. Nineteen. Nineteen. All right. So half damage. Eleven points. So five. five. And he's going to try to thunderbolt the chains. Yeah. Okay. Nineteen to hit the chains. Um, okay. So the way I described this was there was three separate chains per merfolk, and there's four merfolk. Yep. There's one attached to their That's neck. That's the one I'm aiming for first. Okay. And then there's two for correct in your arms. All right. 19 will hit the first one. Seventeen points of thunder damage. Tink! And you see that particular merfolk just drop down like arms hanging. <coughs> Says something to you in Aquin, but with a very hazy sound in its voice. Um uh, give me a perception check real quick. Uh, it's going to be a perception uh, 13. It keeps using its eyes to look back here at what originally looked like a wall from back over here. Yeah. But now you see is actually a cliff edge. Yeah. And you get, um, looking over at it, you can see like some sort of, not black water, but shadowy 
water. Mm -hmm. So like clear water, but because of how dark it is in the room, it's shadowy with slight glowing sparkles in it. Okay. Um, he's going to hobble down off the uh, cage real quick. Uh -huh. And he's going to... Um, Guess he's gonna take his. Uh... Kind of surprised. You. Yeah, no, I can't. I can't. Well, he, like he doesn't trust what's in the water. <laughs> so he's gonna like take his hat mm -hmm. off, and he's gonna quickly scoop a half full of water, splash it onto the merfolk. What okay, so what originally looked like four merfolk who were, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, chained and shackled. Well, when you haven't been allowed a whole lot of food or water and it starts to affect you physically, oh, I mean, emaciated, huh? Emaciated, yeah, there you go. When they started looking like that, you throw the water on them and the color starts to come back. They're all able to take a really deep breath. You see them kind of hold themselves up a little bit. And the one merfolk who's like hanging down kind of <laughs> says something to you in Aquin, but you can hear like a little bit more to his voice and stuff. I know Kamish and Gnomish. Kamish? What's Kamish? It's it's the hillbilly version of Kamish. <laughs> or Kamish. <laughs> Talking about, you know, like, keep believe the commish. No, no, common. Commish. And no mish. Commish. Oh, that's yeah. the regional dialect. Exactly. That the have commish. Exactly. Commish is the James version of I can't speak right now. He goes, if you're speaking well, those two, I can talk. If not, have another half full of water. Uh, so you say that, their yeah. eyes all just kind of go dead as they're looking at you. They look at each other. Common, draconic, and of course... The guy looks back at you and in a little bit more of a stern voice in Aquin says what he says again. Half full of water! <laughs> <laughs> and they're able to kind of stand up more. <clears throat> and the, the guy who was talking to you goes... Looks at the chains, looks at you, says something, and... Pulls his arms on the chains. Boom! Blows the chain off up at the top where I was holding his arm. With uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna with what? Thunder thunderbolt. Okay. That's going yeah that's gonna be a twenty three to hit. Okay. Uh, fifteen points. Yeah, it just snaps off, and he's like. Looks at you, looks back up, looks back at you. Boom! Yeah, it's, that's a 28 to hit. <coughs> Ooh, that's, uh, that's only 12 points of damage. That one doesn't quite break it. Okay, that's going to be a 26 to hit. Uh, finishing that off with an 11 points. Okay, that one breaks off. <coughs> he looks at his hands... 
his arms real quick, looks up at you, comes over to the edge of the cage, points back at the lake, and says something in Aquin again. Mercer does what Mercer does best. Grabs a half full of water, splashes it on his face, and goes, I don't know what you're saying, you moron. The third splash, he stops. You see his hands start to turn a solid, nice aqua blue. Yeah. As he grabs the bars, and you start to see cold freeze over the bars. Bro, you're helping him. <laughs> And he breaks uh, off parts of the bars where it was frozen. I pick up all the bars real quick, shove them into my bag. And you see him going around and he's starting to just freeze all the chains where everybody's at. And Okay. So as as he does that, like any like I collect the parts, mm-hmm. but for the other ones that are that are like that, like every other round it's scrabble parts. Grab a hat full of water. <clears throat> scrabble parts. Hat full of water. Scrabble parts. Half full of water. <laughs> so as he's breaking apart the cage now, let me take this off of here at this point. Um, you're going to end up, if you try to collect all I of collect every freaking piece. Like, I even want him to break the shackles off them, okay. and I want that. I'm like... <laughs> So all together, 620 pounds of adamantium. Yes. And then they all, one by one, kind of crawl their way over on their hands with their tails and dive into the water. The last one that you were helping that was trying to talk to you mm-hmm. stops, looks at you. Do you still have your hat off? Yes. Takes your hat, flips it over, and back on your head. Says something in Aquin and dives back into the water. <laughs> And just walks off. <laughs> oh, Lord. and goes, oh, Celine. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, guess what? I got six hundred twenty-five pounds. Six hundred twenty. Six hundred twenty pounds of adamantium. Guess what that means? Guess who's getting a new set of armor? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, what are we going to do about Zabak, you guys? Celine walks over to her, uses one uh, first level spell of Cure Wounds, uh, and she gains back eight hit points. Oh. Something I have not forgotten. All the collecting of the adamantium and helping the merfolk and everything, a couple of rounds have gone by. So we're gonna end up saying four rounds. That's fine. So out of those four rounds, Give it to me. two of them have to be deck saving throws, and all four of them are gonna end up being eighteen and fifteen. Alright, so I rolled it. Let me figure up all the fire damage and then you can cut it in half because I That's gotta resist it. So four, oh good gosh, of course. That's eight. And you said you rolled what and what? Fifteen and eighteen. Okay, so that's a save on both of them. Well, it's a darn good thing you're resistant. Thirty-five points of fire. Thirty-four, fifteen, seventeen. 
How's Mercer looking? Two-thirds down. <laughs> Two-thirds down, no big deal. Me. For 620 pounds of adamantium, absolutely worth it. <laughs> uh, okay. Which, um, a good chunk of that, uh, five, uh, 500 pounds of the adamantium actually goes in Celine's bag. Okay. To top her bag out. And then he'll put the other 120 in his. So now that you have caused the lodestone to become uncorrupted by saving the merfolk and just ex- uh, the, the, killing the uh, the uh, half-transformed evil mage sister, uh, the darkness and corruption from the lodestone has van- vanished, so no more fire effect. And you are safely able to migrate your way back towards your ship. Is there anything else you bother to do before you leave this room? Uh, search it for any other valuables. Search the room? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, investigation. Did Zabak get healed? For eight points. Mm-hmm. Okay. As Selene uses one of her cure wound spells. Okay. And I take it the spiritual weapon's gone? Uh, she dismisses it, yeah, because okay. there's no point for it. Uh, that's going to be a 16 in investigation. Investigation. Majority of the room doesn't reveal a whole lot except for your standard magical shattered shards of crystal. Ugh, magical excuse. shattered shards of crystal? That sounds collectible. Right? Magical in the fact that it's here. Because you're in a wellspring right now. Yeah, but you said the key word, magical. (laughs) If you wanted to collect them up, that's totally up to you. Do they do anything like the shards I've already found? No, they don't look anything like that. They look like shattered glass shards of crystal. No. Okay. Uh, You do... I don't um, have time to do that. You do uh, check the... I'm assuming check the elf... uh, elf Oh, yeah. I check all their corpses. Well, the two monsters don't have anything on them. I still check them. Okay. Hey, you never know. There may be a gold coin stuck in their flub somewhere. (laughs) You don't find anything like that. Mercer's not... Not shy. Do-do-do. Okay. Uh, you do find on the human half-transformed mage person uh, four more mysterious potions. Um, if we're going to try to figure out what those are. Yep. Uh, 12, 14, and 9, and a 16. Okay. The 12 and the 9 will not get you anything. So you are able to figure out two of them. Okay. So for two of them, I will let you do the rolls and everything to figure out exactly what they are. For the other two, I'm going to roll for them and just tell you what you see. So for the first one, it's another gritty oil similar to the one you found earlier. I need you to roll me a d6. One. 
one. Oil of etherealness. Etherealness. Okay. Oh, if you roll this one, it's going to be hilarious. <laughs> the second one is a bubbly, stinky liquid. D6. Three. Potion of greater healing. Now, just for flavor's sake... This smells like a combination of sewage and rot, but it is a potion of greater healing. Here's the back. Drink what up. What is that? Are you trying to kill me again? It'll heal you. Fine. She plugs her nose, takes two fingers, sticks them in her nostrils to plug her nose, because that's, you know, total. You can't exactly pinch your nose, right? And slams back that disgusting potion. And it tastes uh, just as bad as it looks. I think it's 4d4 plus 4? Yes. Okay. And then the other two... Um, the other two, I'll tell you what they look like. I'm not going to tell you what they are, though. Uh, another hot, opaque liquid, similar to the other two you found. Great. And... A thick, brown, chunky liquid. But, you know, I'm not dead, so... Thick, chunky, brown. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think this one's for you two. Is about fun. Well, you don't know. It could be like a chocolate milkshake with brownies in it. Gross. <laughs> or chocolate chips. I'll investigate yeah, it later. We'll get up. back to it. Uh. uh. I have too much fun with this sometimes. <laughs> Anything else other than the four potions? Nope. Alrighty. Okay. So, um, there's like anything else. This is the. Does the water give off like I'm assuming the water is mag? Like, does the water give off like a magical, anything like emanations or anything like that? No. The reason why the water was helping the merfolk is because that was their natural habitat. Yeah. So being exposed to their natural habitat after being deprived of it for so long was kind of what was sort of in a way healing them yeah. from a natural perspective. That's kind of like, what I figured, but... Kind of like if you're dehydrated, water's not magical, but it's going to help. Yeah. Um, Selene and Mercer are looking kind of haggard. Um, One last little thing, because I think I know what you're about to do. You start to um, notice a couple of different sparkling uh, flashes and whatnot. Glinting, more like like light reflections and such. Mm -hmm. (coughs) As you see about six more cryodes come out of the rock strata and um, appear in the room. They form a small circle right near one of the walls, and you start to see a tunnel that goes straight through 
and they all just kind of hold their arms up and go, motioning you to follow. All right, we go. In a matter of five minutes, you find yourselves in the tunnel where you started walking through Mm -hmm. and back to your ship. That's where you notice the barriers are now gone. The harmonic sounds have started to go back into more of a harmonious uh, blend of almost pure music. Mm -hmm. Like if Celine was still a bard, she would be having a heyday right now. Yeah. And that's where you even see, I'll even go this far, that's where you even see like one or two cryodes that have the same harmonious sound come together and go and form one bigger cryode. Not like medium or large size, but yeah, you can tell things have gone back to normal as far as what the cryodes wanted done. Okay. Um, Mercer, in his grumbling way, we just got done walking. It's like you know, freaking, in five minutes we're at the ship. <sighs> well, that well that goes to tell that that should also say to Mercer, okay. These cryodes are really, really special and powerful. It's a good thing we took care of the lodestones because they couldn't have access to any of those abilities. Correct. Before. Correct. So he does what what anything any good Mercer will do. Walks over to them as because they're kind of there, and he's just like, um, "So I don't know if you understand me, but we, you know, in a conjunction of we really helped you out, you helped us out. Any chance I can get a couple more of those explosion stones?" I could really use some of those. Explosion stones. Give me evens or odds. And I'm going to show a little bit of favor here. Evens. So I'm going to give you a plus five. Makes it a 42. back into the ground and about a minute later they come back out they don't bring you back specifically for explosion crystals but they did bring you four crystals okay so it's up to you to decide one if you're going to take them and oh two, of course i'm going to take them <laughs> and two what they are if you make your uh checks no oh, i'm definitely going to take them i don't care what they are i'm taking them <laughs> <laughs> Is this one of those I should know you by now? Is <laughs> this character? Absolutely. <clears throat> if it's not bolted down, I take it. You gonna make your checks? Yeah. 27. Uh, first one is an arcane battery crystal. Oh, hot dang. That sounds awesome. If held by a character that casts a spell of second level or lower, the crystal's magic is expended instead of the caster's spell slot. Oh, yeah. So it's one free spell slot for a second level or lower. Uh, it's going to be a 15. Uh, another blinding crystal. 
Thrown up to 30 feet as an action, erupting in a bright flash of light. Creatures within 10 feet of that that fail a DC 14 con saving throw are blinded for 1d4 rounds. Getting lots of those. You're going to blind everybody. All the crazy. Uh, that's going to be a 25. One, two, now three. You get an explosive crystal. Yes. Victory. Uh, tw- uh, 12. No. Sorry. 14. 14. Another explosive crystal. Hallelujah. So two of them were explosive. And to our listeners, no, I'm not fudging my rolls. Yes, I rolled one, two, three, three. Arcane battery, the blinding, and two explosives. Versus <sighs> like, thank you very much. It is much appreciated. And they phase back in. You can tell that they aren't coming back anytime soon. Well, that's fine. I, I got what I wanted, and that's all that matters. And as much as I would love to say we are going to go off half-beaten, battered, and bruised to go save Barrel, we're not. <laughs> <laughs> Long rest. Yeah. Well, now is the opportunity to do it because you're back at your ship. Yeah, we're going to have to. <clears throat> and just as that's happening, the one who turns the page and your clockwork librarian, Library Bob, Library, library Bob. Bob, yep, comes over to the edge and he goes, "Um, excuse me, as I understand it, your your larger uh, uh, four-armed friend here couldn't make it through the tunnels. Might I suggest you take this one along?" I've upgraded him ever so slightly. Ooh, what did you do? Some of the armor you bought, or you were able to acquire, I integrated into his system, so he's a little bit harder to hit. Uh, how quick is your integration skills? Depends on what you want to do. (laughs) As Mercer dumps out a hundred pounds of adamantium and goes... Guess who's getting a skeletal structure upgrade? That's going to take me about three weeks. In three weeks' time. Awesome. He shovels it all back in his bag for now. (laughs) (laughs) Only you. Hey, had I not realized that there was only a hundred there's a hundred gold limit on what she can fabricate. She was going to have an adamantium suit of armor. 100 gold limit on what she can create? Yeah, my forge ability. My uh-huh. forge. It can't be more than 100 gold in value? Uh-huh. So no adamantium armor. Well, not yet. <laughs> I got 620 pounds of adamantium. There's a forge smith who can make it. Okay. And I know a person who can do it. Who's that? Well... The person that has potential access for it. The red dragon with the that's beat up on the roof on the hillside. Oh, you thinking she has because you think she has access to She has connections. (laughs) They may not be like readily available at the moment. She's got connections. (laughs) And she will owe. Okay, so (coughs) long rest. Um, 
as you guys are waking up from your long rest, you're awoken by the echoing sounds of what sounds like barrel coming deeper out of the tunnel. Mm -hmm. You can distinctively tell from the cries that it is, in fact, barrel. Barrel! So this is where that tunnel is going to lead into. Okay. All right. And depending on what you guys choose to do over the course of the next hour. hour. You might actually get through quite a bit of this. I got a hard stop. Alrighty. You guys head down the tunnel then? Yep. Alright. I take BB3 with me. So. Um, so, for statistics' sake, uh, remind me what his AC is. Uh, for the clockworks? Mm -hmm. Give me a second. <laughs> sent that in the group chat. Works <coughs> librarian. AC of 16. It's going to be an 18 now. Okay. Does his hit points go up at all with the integration? Uh, let me get to the group chat myself. Because it's uh, 52 is his current hit points. Let me get over here and take a look. Uh, not by much. Fifty-five. Okay. Every little bit matters. interesting is your clockwork librarian has the innate at will spells innate spell casting and at will can cast acid splash mending and silence yep that silence spell is going to be awesome is super i would have been taking the clockwork librarian with me everywhere if i knew he had that nah because he's he's still he's still fragile kind of Oh, you're casting verbal spells? Hit him, buddy. Not anymore, you're not! Yeah, but you got to take into consideration. Out of the entire group, there's only, in the grand scheme of things, there's only two sets of people that Mercer goes way out of his way for. Celine. Mm-hmm. And his automatons. <laughs> he goes way out of his way to make sure that they are protected. Yeah. <laughs> Downside is this creature has a three for an intelligence. So you quite literally have to follow me, defend, attack that guy. Which is fine because that's how he, he, he 
Take two steps to your right. Now you're out of the way. Good job. Yep. <laughs> uh, okay. The day he ever meets a... Uh, um, what was it? It's an autonome or something like that? I feel bad for that gnome. The auto gnome? Yeah, the one who's... They're the shape of the gnome, but they're all mechanical. Yeah, I, yeah, I've got Spelljammer. I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, but I'm just saying, the day that Mercer meets one of those... Technically, he did. Long, long time while back, he saw a brief uh, moment where him and Lockdown were working together, and he looked through and saw an alternate reality where he saw... A blue dragonborn with an auto gnome. Well, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like, but like physically, he has can have a conversation with them. The the poor, the poor gnome. Why, why do you do this? Well, how do you do that? <laughs> How's that function? Can I do? Can you do this? Blah blah that. <laughs> so I just thought of well. No, it wouldn't have affected. Technically, Zabak should have been taking the 1d4 fire damage, uh, extra damage every round because she has the chaos imbued metal claws. I didn't mm. think about that. Yeah, that's fine. Moving on. She already went down, though, so. Mm. Alrighty. So, as the ship moves a little bit further to get you to this point, it's going to come up to right about here. Um, a narrow channel that leads from the larger cavern into a nexus. A slippery crystal walkway, barely five feet wide, follows the side of it. In the cold water, the skeletons of dead fish can be seen swimming as if they were alive. So, the ship comes up to this point, and you guys have to find a way to make your way down to here and to these if you want to get out of the water, lest you suffer cold damage. Once you get onto these, athletic checks will allow you to get your way to the stairway without getting hurt anymore. So, what are you guys going to do? Um, you do also see this tunnel... It leads down to here. Right now, you get... Whoa. I assume you guys get to this walkway right here for just a moment. Yeah. yeah. Hold on, I'm checking something, too. Mm -hmm. Okay. Oh, crying loud. That edge of the plastic just below where your clockwork librarian's book is at. Mm -hmm. At the right angle, makes it look like he's holding a cane or something. I got to thinking about it. I was like, if we had to rename all three Bobs, I was like, you got Cloud Bob, you got Shield Bob, and you got Library Book Bob. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's Bob Stratus, and there is the Clockworks. 
Well, the second one, you named Big Bob. Yes. Which turned into BB2. Yep. And then you had... I assumed you called him Library Bob. Yeah. They're all Bob. <laughs> I knew that. Yeah. Part. Literally, they're all Bob. I at least gave you Stratus. True. So what is it you're looking up? Um, my spells real quick. Oh, okay. I'm checking something. Because I can prepare different spells. Oh, for Celine? No, for Mercer. Prepare spells? I thought he cast spells like a... Um, not, like a, not like a sorcerer. Huh. I, tip, I typically never change my spells. Oh, okay. Okay. So, um... Before we get off the ship, mind you, mm-hmm. the first things first is... Um, we offload the adamantium. Heck yeah. Okay. Um, I tell Bolo he can have 100 pounds of it. Sweet. You can do whatever you want with it. You got 100 100 pounds of adamantium. Yeah. Hey. 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 Figure out a few things to it. Um, One thing that uh, both the one who turns the page and Bolo did make a point of saying is... They were going to do probably little bits of work here and there between your clockwork librarian and your shield guardian, like uh, your your war. What did they call them? Uh, war golem. Mm-hmm. Only because they helped assist you when they were built. Mm-hmm. So they have a little bit of pull with, hey, come help do this. Hey, go do that. But for the most part, your golems only listen to the people who effectively made them active. Yeah. So don't be surprised if Bolo makes slight little mending or improvements or adjustments and stuff on the golems. Nothing that would make a significant difference, but that's... Yeah, that's fine. Um, I, I do tell... I do, like... So Bolo assisted me, but I, like, I did most of the work on the... the um, War goal. Right. So, uh, any changes he wants to make to that, he has to get my, like, I don't care if, like, he assists or does some mending and things like that. Right. But yeah, no, any, he's not going to make any huge any Any, like, actual changes, he needs to get my approval first. Okay. Um, the, with the, the Clockworks one, he, the librarian helped me with the majority of the work. So, like, I'm not as concerned about that one. Well, Bolo helped you with the majority of the work on that, too, because you specifically went down to Bolo and said, we're going to build this. Yeah. So he was rolling assist checks left and right. Okay. You okay. have advantage on your okay. checks. Yeah, just no major changes. Right. Alrighty. Um, anything else before you guys get to this point? Um... No, just dropping off that that um, just because I want to free up one full bag of for carrying materials and stuff. Right. Okay. And I'm gonna knock uh, that off just so that way I know I've given Bolo a hundred pounds to do whatever he wants with. Alrighty. Um, and then I tell like, can we tell the water is like ice ice cold? Yeah. 
as soon as you as soon as the ship had come into this point there was a gust of breeze a cold air kind of hit and you're like okay okay so i look at esther you have levitate right yeah man okay uh celine in the bag zavak you're in her bag all right, let's go, man. Like head sticking out. Mm-hmm. Wait a second, I can actually fly. I'm gonna need to levitate, dude. Yeah, but isn't it a higher level spell slot for you? No, it's a feat. It's right? a draconic flight. Oh. It's the fleet. It's uh, a feat thing, just Bam! like what Locked On has. Yeah. Okay, cool. Even better. Rock on. So you can realistically, you guys could do levitate, tie a rope to yourselves, and she could pull you because you're weightless under the effects of levitate. Yeah, man. Yeah, I'm only doing it one because it's. It takes a second level spell slot for me to cast it. So, so I have Celine get in the bag and she can, and Zabak can get in her bag. Right. And then. What happens to the clockwork librarian? He goes in. He doesn't breathe. He can go in my bag, like in, in, bag, in the bag. Okay. So I get him in first because, again, doesn't breathe. Right. So. No, he's gonna well, I, I, the rope thing was. I mean, you hang on to one end of the rope, she hang on to the other end. Yeah. Right um, Second question. Well, keep going. Sorry. And then, basically, I cast levitate, uh, and I'm going to walk along the, or use the the wall to propel myself so I don't touch the water at all. Okay. So, second question: Do you choose to come down this way to here, or into this room here? Um. I'm going to do a perception check to see if I hear. Anything that tells me which way I should go. Okay. Uh, that's going to be a 5 for Mercer and a 20 for Selene. I heard the 20 for Selene. What'd you say for Mercer? 5. 5? Mercer doesn't know anything. He's just focused on moving forward, moving forward. Da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. Celine, um, let me look ahead here really quick. Because we can explore it later. I'm going to get. Celine is hearing uh, talking coming from an echo, an echoey sound of talking coming from down over here. Then she sits there and goes, hey, straightforward, something there. All right. Um, just so you guys are aware, uh, the lighting situation is that now that you're in the nexus, which is this next part, is dimly lit by the ghostly uh, ocean and the crystalline tunnels that reflect light. So even a small bit of light reflects abundantly throughout the hallways and everything. Ceilings uh, are going to range anywhere from 15 to 70 feet with an average height of 30. Um, all the hallways, so like this and everything are always going to be 15 feet and the chambers unless otherwise noted are going to usually be 30 feet in height got it um you haven't gotten anywhere to see flooring yet uh you can tell without having to do any sort of magic or anything you can tell that there is some degree of cold to the point where the water will hurt you due to how cold it is if you're in it for more than a few seconds at a time yeah um, and it's already become blatantly obvious at this point because you're in the nexus for one and because of how close you are to the edge of the world at this point mm-hmm. there is a magical resonance that is um, uh, 
that is so abundant that depending on the spells you cast, the fact that you're in the nexus and the planes are so thin might alter your spell casting in some way, shape, or form. Oh, okay. no. Uh, and that's all you've gotten to so far. So you guys head down this way, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, <clears throat> between Mercer and Esther, um, you guys will have advantage of this, but I do need stealth checks so that you avoid being heard. Oh, man. Wish me luck. And I can almost guarantee Ooh. that you're going to succeed. 15? I don't know about yeah. that, man. What'd you get? Bruh. Esther got an 11. Yeah, you still succeed. It, oh, and Zabak got a 9? You, you still succeed. Zabak doesn't have to. She's uh, in the bag. Remember? Oh, right. Yeah, never it, mind. It's Mercer and Esther that yep, are yep, yep, yep. currently moving. Yep, yep, yep. I rolled a 1 oh, for okay, her perception. Right. Whatever's going on down in this area, mm-hmm. they are completely ignorant. You come down this hallway here. Mm-hmm. You notice that the ceiling is starting to descend down. And you can give me a perception check as you guys get down to here. So we're going to go... We're going to just do Mercer and Esther down here for a moment because they're the only ones actively doing anything. Well, Celine says out. She can look. Well, yeah. Okay. I mean, they can see. There. it back like this. And Celine like this. <coughs> Uh, so Mercer's going to get a uh, 11. Celine will get a uh, 24. Okay. What about Esther and Zabak? Um, not sure. What are we doing again? I'm sorry, I was writing. I was making a note. I'm sorry. Perception checks. Yes. I'm trying to multitask. Okay, well, Zabak ain't gonna see crap, but Esther got a 19 plus whatever, so... Well, what's the whatever? Your intellect. Dirty 20 for okay. Esther. So the dirty 20 and... Uh, 24. 24 both are going to see it. Um, you guys take note of a ladder cut into the crystal down here. Um, it seems to descend down in the water, but it also seems to be like an edge where the ladder goes behind as well. Okay. Uh, as, do you guys continue to move forward towards yeah. it? Okay. So, you've gotten to the point where the ceiling has gone down to the point where if you're going to go under it, you are going to have to go into the water to come back up and under. Mm-hmm. Um, if you choose to do that, you are entitled to a second perception check as well. Okay. And it depends on who's going first to determine who gets to roll first to see if they see it. Uh, I'm assuming Esther, since she's got a fly speed right now. You're going to get there before Mercer. Okay, so you get a perception check first. Alright. Ooh, that's not great. Um, Ten. Sorry, seven. Seven. Tell me that again. Seven. Seven, perception. Um, no. So as Mercer approaches up, did, did you have Zabak do it too? Oh, no, I did not. Zabak is with Esther right now. Oh, no. No? Okay, no. so as Mercer and Celine 
approach up, they can do it as well. Twenty for Celine. Commercial okay. with a seven. Celine is going to notice five feet below the surface of the water, hanging off of that crystal ladder that's cut into it, is a satchel, like it's hanging there. Reach out, grabs it. Celine does. Hmm? Yeah, I mean her head's there. She just. Hey, this is Kent, your Dungeon Master. Do you make stuff for 5e tabletop role-playing games? Maybe it's content like a new monster, an item, new spell even. Or possibly you make other stuff for 5e games. Miniatures, maps, whatever. Our podcast is opening up sponsorships for your business. And we want to help you advertise what you have and give it a first-hand experience by players for players. So contact us on our Facebook page at the LARP channel or email us directly, dragonbornwarlock at gmail.com, and let us help you. Okay. Um, and as you guys get closer, you notice going down into the water, um, I will need con saving throws from everybody. Natural 20 for the book. And like a four for Esther. Okay. So. <laughs> a three for Esther. Not great. <laughs> okay. So who did. Who. Numbers and everything. Who, who got what again? Zabak. Right. Natural 20. Okay. That makes it. Esther. A three. That does not make it. I know. Mercer 17, Celine 16. Okay, so Celine and Mercer are all fine. Uh, the one that did not make it uh, is going to take a point of cold damage and um, for the next round, you're going to have disadvantage on dexterity, saving throws, and ability checks. Little bits of crystal frost form all over you. Oh, fun. But as you go under that edge, you notice that crystal ladder goes up into a hole. Oh. So you just start climbing right up. Mm -hmm. All right. This is where I need to ask if you are being stealthy again as you climb up the crystal ladder. Well, I say yes. My dice say no. (laughs) Oh, Esther B. Stealthy AF, man. That's going to be a dirty 20. Okay. Well, we did we did say that Esther gets there before Mercer does. Mm-hmm. So she starts to climb up the ladder. And... Oh, man, what the heck am I doing here? I'm pretty okay. sure unless you roll like a 1, I'm going to be found out. Yeah, Mercer's going to get found out. Um, the voices all stop. Followed by somebody going, what was that? Who's that? Oh, crap. Do you go into the room, or do you stop? I mean, let's uh, stop a moment and um, assess the situation. Well, 
You're on a crystal ladder that leads into a room, and one of your party members did not make the saving throw to stealth, so now you have somebody's attention. They just don't know where you're at. Crap. As you're all right here now. So what are you doing? Well, I guess we gotta attack since our two. You're in the lead. You, you have no idea what you're attacking, though. You haven't oh. climbed up the ladder. You said you stopped. All right, I'm gonna take a peek over and take a look at what we're looking at. So, along with your stealth check, you're able to peek up over and you see two more half-transformed elf, uh, mage hags. Oh no! Who are looking around, going, "What was that? What was that?" I, Esther sinks back down and Chester's down. The shush and the. You know, like waving the hand, go back down, go back down. And she makes like the, the tries to do very quietly a witch impression, like, and like the finger flips nose. She shrugs, sticks, sticks just the tips of her thumb and her fingers. And wait, no, rips a star and yeet. Magic missile. This Mercer shoves her out of the way. (laughs) Let's take him by surprise. How many are there again? Two. There's just two? Okay. Why can't you just tell me what? This other person is. All right, magic missile for twenty-five points on Miss Elfie Lady. Ouch. Yeah. Okay. Take that. So You're initiative. Right. Hold that. Um, okay. What did Esther get for initiative? Esther got a nineteen. Mercer? Uh, 14. Zibak? Zibak got a 13. And Celine? 19. What is Celine and Esther's dexterity? Zibak will go first. Mm-hmm. Zibak got a 13, not a 19. Or, sorry, Esther. Esther has a higher dexterity? Mm-hmm. Oh, you. Oh, oh, okay. Yes. Alright, so the. Uh, Semi-demonic-looking woman will go first. Uh, Esther, then Celine, then Mercer, uh, then Zabak, and tailing up the end will be the uh, Elven Mage Lady that you just hit with a magic missile. <laughs> and she did not like that. So uh, this will be the demonic looking woman and this is going to be the elven mage lady <coughs> I really wish they had something more specific as far as mini skinny minis go for is that supposed to be a sea hag and
as a green egg, so that doesn't work. Yeah, needed something a little bit more specific. Anyway. Oh, I forgot about this little guy. This is where uh, Esther also takes note of a bunny locked in a cage on the far side of the room over here. Mage hand. I unlocked the door. <laughs> uh, she took her turn off. Her. I know. <laughs> she took her surprise action already. And so Esther is now here. Um, Esther is going to have to get out of the crawl space and into the room in order for Zabak to do anything other than try to just climb out of the building. Well, I'm flying, so that's not a big deal. It doesn't change what I've said. I know. So this one... Do, 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 do. Looks at uh, Esther... <sighs> this is not going to be good. Points her hand out with her forefinger and her pinky sticking out. Oh, no. Pointed straight at uh, Esther. And shoots two beams, which probably both meant one of them was a 17 and the other one was a 9. Ow. The 17 for sure hits, man. Okay. Remember, you need to reapply your scroll. Crap, I didn't. Sixteen points fire damage as you're hit with a fiery rock. And then she sort of t pulls a spear out from behind her, flips it up over her hand, and just takes like a semi sort of attack pose and yells something in a thistle. What does she say? Oh, she knows Abyssal and Infernal. I could have said any of those. Uh, you hear her say, it's time for you to die. Okay. And <clears throat> Celine is... understands it. So that's why I'm asking. Yeah. It's Esther's turn. Man! You're making me angry! She flies up and deposits a back. Okay, so Zabak so, so is going to come out right here. Oh, time to feel the hurt. Uh, so that that's just my movement, right? I just drop the back. Yeah, as part of as part of an action, you can interact with an object. So in this okay. case, it was letting the back out as part of a move action. All right, so I'm like up above them, right? I'm fully um, healed, right? Because I like I went drop and kind of up. Well, I did say that the rooms. And all the chambers are 30 feet high. So I'm 30 feet up. I'm like, no, you're no, not 25 feet. feet up. No, you'd be 20 feet up. 20 feet. Okay. Well, okay. That, 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 that. Mm, Roll with them psychic lance on the witch. Which one? The one I blasted with the magic missile. Okay. Mm -hmm. 
They have to make an intelligent. She has to make an intelligent saving throw. The uh, elf mage lady does. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure she's gonna make that. Oh boy. Uh, yeah, twenty-five. Okay. So. Can I borrow 2d6? Thank you. So she's only gonna take half damage, but you know. <laughs> 15, 15 points of damage. That's halved already. The elf mage lady does? Uh-huh. You kill her! <laughs> With the power of my mind. She only had 15 hit. You hurt her drastically with the magic <laughs> missile. So the 15 points was all she had Dang. left. Well, that burns up my four-level spell slot. <laughs> um, and then in Abyssal again, Selene is going to hear, Get in here! Oh, boy. As the bunny tears through the cage. <laughs> no, not the bunny. Call me Tim. Um, it is now Celine's turn. Celine is still in the bag. Uh, she should have access to the ladder now, though, right? Because yes. So she just <laughs> climbs out of the bag and onto the yep. ladder. Okay, so she is ten feet below where Esther and Celine, okay. or Esther and Zabak, came out. Okay, so that's 10 feet. So she gets up to the top, passes through their two spaces, right? Comes up 10 feet, and you want to come into the room? Yeah. Okay, which way are you going? Uh, she's going to... Uh, can she get directly behind her? Is that space behind the infernal? This is an opening right here, so yes. Yeah, she goes. So 10, 15, 20... 25, 30 to right here? Yep. Alright. <clears throat> and then, as her action, Spiritual Guardians. Um, other than her companions and the bunny, uh-huh. everyone else is treated as a threat. Nice. Um, and then, as a bonus action, Spiritual Weapon... Um, head level with the the lady. Yeah, on the other side. So basically, it's right it's yeah, it's it's flanking with her, um, but it's up. A, it's it's slightly higher than normal. Okay. So wisdom saving throw from the lady. Eleven. Nope. She's gonna take full damage. Eleven points radiant. Ow. And then uh, that's going to be a twenty-seven to hit. That's a hit. 
for 10 points force damage. How did you put it before? <gasps> One, two! <gasps> yep. <laughs> All right. So that was uh, Celine's turn. It is now Mercer's turn. Okay. Mercer is going to um, crawl up and in. So he's going to go feet up. Yep, go to the far side of the wall uh, by his back. Right here? Yep, that would be his total movement. His action to create a force cannon. Um, and then he's going to shoot the lady. With a 20 to hit. Just barely hits. Uh, and I'm going to rock her world for um, 15 points of force damage. Okay. I need Celine to make a dex saving throw. Here's a question for you. Huh? Celine knows when he makes the cannon. Can't she just step to the side? No, because the space she's in is only five feet wide. Yeah, but she's not five feet wide. She could easily step to the side. There's not enough room. Natural 20. She's able to hit the ground in a push-up position and back up. <laughs> um, but that's also going to make her have to move and basically these two switch spots. That's fine. So she's right here. Uh, how many points of damage did she do? 15. 15. 45, so 46. I see just rocked her gong. Alright. Uh so that was Mercer. It is now the back's turn. Yes, mama. She's just gonna wade on over and start wailing on this mofo because she is enraged. Alright, so she is standing at the end of a table right here. And beds are on the opposite side, so crawling over either of those is going to be treated as difficult terrain, so it's going to cost extra fine. movement. That's fine. Okay. She's Which gonna... way is she going to go? The right table. side or the table side? So, 10, 15. I'm right not here. flanking her, am I? No, you're not. Yeah. You can pass through her space to flank. It's not enough room. Yeah. That's why Celine had to move when Mercer shot All right, at her. for my first attack, I rolled a two, so... I'd still argue it's possible, but... My second attack is definitely going to hit with a 22. I'm just saying, yeah. five foot space, that's about as tall as I am. Two people can easily get through that space. Yeah, it'd be considered difficult train. But... It, yeah, it takes a minute to think about that. In the heat of the moment during a battle, you're not really thinking about that sort of thing, and it's more likely people are going to crash and fall over each other. What did you roll to hit? My second attack, I rolled a 22. That's going to hit. With, uh, dang it, 17 points of damage, six of which are shock. The shock damage, <coughs> how much did you say it was? Six points. The shock damage did not look like it did a whole lot. Ah, uh, well, yeah. What was the total? Um... 17. Six of which was lightning? Mm-hmm. Okay. So... 
and that's Zabak's turn. Um, this is where you guys hear a growling roar sound as two more of these things show up right behind her. She allows herself to go prone and they just hover right over her out to here and up and over to right here. <clears throat> so one on Celine, one on Mercer. The one on Celine. Three bite attacks. Miss. 17. I know it's not likely. And a miss for certain. Um, and then she needs to give me a wisdom saving throw. That's going to be an 18. 18. Uh, oh. Nothing happens. Never mind. What? It can't affect me. 24 hours. It's not been 24 hours since the last this time I was... This is not the same one that tried to affect you the last time. You were only immune to the effects of that one. Okay. I thought it was effects... No, not in general. Just okay. that one creature. Got it. When that creature died, that was null and void. Um, but now she's immune to this one's for the next 24 hours. Um, and then the one on Mercer, three bites, miss, miss, and I'm pretty sure 12 is going to miss. Yeah. Everything I was rolling was either 10 or below, so I knew it wasn't going to get too far. And then he needs to give me a wisdom saving throw. Oh, you know what? We're going to do Flash of Genius on this one. He knows what this thing's up to. Um, that's going to bump him to a... Fourteen. Fourteen? Whoo! Right on the money. As he starts to think he's seeing some sort of, like, beautifully crafted... 50-gallon drum keg of gunpowder that's enchanted in some manner. Oh, and all of a sudden, it fades back into this thing, and it just... He looks at me and goes, Okay, I'm killing you first, and I'm going to gut you. <laughs> Half her movement, she stands back up, so it's top of the line again. And she flips her spear up and just tries to jab right at uh, Celine. Now she ain't in a good mood. Twenty-seven to hit. Shield. Twenty-eight. No. She slaps her spear and goes, no. So, once again, I have to crit to hit you. And that's a 21, so that's going to miss. So, both times, the first time it was a hit, and at the last second, the shield stopped. At the second time, she just hits down like she's trying to hit the shield intentionally. And just, it doesn't do any bit of good. Um...
Okay. <coughs> oh, wisdom saving throw from her, please. And the, uh, I need them from your creatures at two that came into my space. Okay. Wait, I thought that was on their turns that they, that, that affects them. Yeah, it, but as you've been rolling extra damage against me, I'm calling it now. No, I'm After turns of ends. Does it have to be at the start of their turn? When they enter the space or at the start of their turn. Okay, okay. I I was remembering <laughs> the start of the turn, but I was like... Yeah, no. So for her, you said wisdom saving throw? Yes. It's a 16. Okay, so she'll take half. For these guys, that's a dirty 20. Half. And a five. That one's going to eat the whole thing. Uh, 16 points. On her? Mm-hmm. Or, wait, she and the this well, whichever guy. Two, whichever two, These two save, take make half. The save. So, so they'll take eight. And then the other one takes 16. the whole thing. You said 16? Mm-hmm. So, 83. Alrighty. Um, and it's Esther's turn again. Man, you guys are making me mad. Let's see. Oh, just be glad the elf mage didn't actually pull off anything on you. Mm. No, I think I'll play it safe with another magic missile. Bye-bye, Mr. Star. All on Little Miss Cornered there. Whoop! Little <laughs> yeah, Miss Cornered. Whatever, whatever brat we got cornered there was a back... In, She's uh, not cornered. Uh, well, She's standing in the doorway to okay. a hallway. Whoever is in the doorway there. Twenty-three points of damage on her. Twenty-three. Cublam. One hit point. Motherfucker! It's not there. Well, now I know Zabak just has to smack her and she'll get her. Oh, jeez. This one needs to turn it off. Yeah, Selene's turn. I, Yeah, be very glad you killed that elf mage right off the bat. Um, she's going to uh, have her spiritual weapon move to flank with her. And Good have here. it attack first, yeah. And that's going to be a uh, 17 to hit. Miss. Okay. And she's going to, as an action, uh, Booming Blade. And that's going to be a 27. You kill her. Nice. She had Four. one hit point left. I don't care what the damage is. 20 points. Yeah, you kill her. That's just... Shaw! So she's gone. And, and then that leaves 
Uglies one and two left. And in this instance, Celine is going to shift um, the flank with Mercer on purple. Celine is going to shift to right here. Uh, she's going to move one more space to flank with Mercer. Because that has to be a diagonal line. Right. Okay, so right here. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That Not is her turn. Mercer's turn. Okay. Mercer is going to, first and foremost, Thunderbolt. <laughs> Thunderbolt. Sounds like you should be doing some sort of lightning when you do that. Uh, 16 to hit. Hit them. Yes. That's going to be 15 points of damage from that. On the purple guy? Mm -hmm. You said 16? Yep. And then in this instance, he's going to um, sh shift five feet so as to break the flank for a second, but this way he doesn't... Shift to here? Yep, so he doesn't end up pushing uh, the creature into Selene, um, and he is going to force cannon. Ooh. Ooh, that goes up in his face. What'd you roll? Double ones. Did you confirm a crit? That's, I said double ones. Oh, so... He he critically fumbles, is what you're saying. Yes. Roll your damage. Four points. Four points. Uh, he hits Celine and knocks her back five feet. I would disagree, but that's all right. Because he's pointing directly this way. Yeah, but you critically fumbled. No, I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> well, here, I'll say this. She got pushed to right here as if it was a... Oh, crap. Okay. The minute your dice say one and critically fumble, I'm giving a little bit of space to work with. <laughs> I just want to say, technically, in 5e, there is no critical fumble. No, but that's how I run my games. And I you know. know that. I'm blowing you crap. <laughs> You've known that for a year and a half. Oh, now. I know. I know. <laughs> uh, so that was Mercer. Uh, it's Zabak's turn. All right, let's do this. Yep, yep, yep. She moves to flank. Boom! Attack with advantage. Yes, I shall. Let's get wrecked. Heck yeah, that's a 25 to hit. That's definitely a hit. Yes, it is. Oh. 16 points of damage. 16, or six of which are lightning. So 16. Uh... 10 slashing, 6 lightning. Okay. It did not like that. Haha. Uh -huh. And for my second attack. Hang on, hang on. Hang on. <laughs> You did 16 for the first one. Go ahead and roll damage. Or 24 roll. to hit. That's a hit. And, ooh, not minimum damage this time. 20 points of damage, six of which are lightning. Jeez. So 36 points altogether. Yep, yep, yep. Get wrecked. 
seven, six, five. Oh, 55. Okay. So that was the back's turn. It's their turn. Uh, wisdom saving throws from both of them, please. Do, 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 do. Oh, it's already in there. Pretty sure that both are going to fail. Uh, that's going to be a 9 and a 10. <laughs> Come on, wheels. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Four points of damage. <laughs> You're getting banned tonight. 51, 7, 6, 5, 4, so 63. Oh, yeah, much better. You don't get to reroll your damage. So, Sue. Says me. <laughs> Mercer falls down dead. Um, oh no. It's alright. He resurrects as Mercer uh, Jr. <laughs> Bro. I'm going to kick you in the hands. Yep. Right on the ankle all bone. Do 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 do. Okay. So three attacks once again. Uh, first one will be on Mercer because that's blatant, obvious. That's not that. Twenty-one to hit. Shield. Miss. And a miss. And then... Evens, odds. Evens. And then uh, the other one goes to swing at Celine. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. Uh, the first one that was attacking at Mercer, Esther needs to give me a wisdom saving throw. Okay. Just Esther? Yes. Not her strong suit. Um, seven. Seven? No. Yeah, I know. What is Esther's greatest desire? No, what? I are... Up until now, it was to fly. Well, nope. I already got this one figured out. Oh, no. It shifts into the form of the perfect. Don't say skid bloom. Skid bloom. And she is completely enticed by it. Like, don't destroy that! No! Because she's like, oh my gosh, this is my chance to make my own actually commercially viable skid farm. Yeah, that's exactly what she sees. Yeah. Her chance at big success. So the purple one right here now looks like the perfect skid. And Mercer's going to burn it to the ground. No! (laughs) Um, And then the attacks on Celine. Uh, that's going to be a miss. That's definitely a miss. And that's a crit. One thing you can't get by. Yet. So it'll be four points piercing. And nine points psychic damage. Thirteen. And then Zabak needs to give me a wisdom saving throw. Man, don't make me do that. Oh, um. Yeah, that's gonna be a five. This one transforms into what appears to be Barrel again. Barrel. Except what laying on, except laying on his back shell, struggling to get oh, up no. on a giant gnash across. Oh his my front. baby! Why do they keep torturing you? And why do I keep falling for this? <laughs> <He's> just, <laughs> my 
My baby! Top of the line, it is Esther's turn. Man, that's not Beryl! Why do you keep falling for this? Why are you like this? Um, <coughs> Aren't they incapacitated? Uh, yes. They can't move. I knew that. In her best assessment, which of those bad boys is looking the worst? An incapacitated creature can't... Oh, you can't take any actions or reactions. You're incapacitated. Esther. Yeah. I, yeah. Oh, okay, Esther and Zabak both are. Oh, okay. So technically, uh, Zabak should not have been able to run off with Beryl the last time. Correct. Oh. Mm. That's, what I was, that's what I was remembering after the fact. Well, here's the, here's the really weird part is incapacitated says an incapacitated creature can't take actions or reactions. Okay. On here, though, it says... Um, as long as this creature is using this ability, um, attack rolls against it by said creature that's incapacitated is at disadvantage. It's like it can't take any actions. What's the point of the disadvantage? Yeah, I. So Esther uh, can can't make another wisdom saving throw. Oh, come to try on. to end the effect. Um, how about a 12? Nope, she's still incapacitated. Okay. Uh, Celine's turn. Um, spiritual weapon to flank with purple, so it's going to move up to 20 feet to flank. Okay. No, it's going to it, it's going to shift. It was right here. All right. So 5, 10, 15, 20. And then. I guess. You know what? No. It's going to go right there instead. Instead of moving there, I'll move there. So that will flank with Mercer. Okay. And the swing will move there for the moment. So that way <coughs> she doesn't get an attack of opportunity. Okay. Uh, so that's going to be a 24 to hit. That will be a hit. For five points of damage. On the purple one? Yep, with the spiritual weapon. And then she's going to booming blade. Okay. And that's going to be a 15 to hit. That's a hit. For 16 points of damage. On the same one? Yes. Okay. 16. 42. Alright. Is that Celine's turn? Yep. Mercer's turn. Okay. Uh, Mercer is flanking with the weapon, so uh, he's going to... Now, Esther did just see Celine start hacking into what looked like a perfect skid bloom. No, what are you doing? But the good news is you're incapacitated, so you can't do anything about it. I'm just sitting there like, ah! Uh, that's going to be a uh, 
27 with the force cannon to hit the purple guy. Yeah. Oh, is that just a normal attack roll? Yeah, because he's flanking with the weapon. Yeah. yeah, okay. Are you kidding me? For two points of force damage, it doesn't move five feet. Okay, so how does that interact with the spiritual, spiritual weapon? Spiritual weapon is just kind of kind of floats up. I mean, because it, it's it's semi incorporeal, they can't do anything to it anyway. So, is it say it can occupy the same space? It, it hovers anyway, so you can really just say it's hovering above it. It's fine. Okay. Um, and then he's going to thunderbolt it. With a crit. Alright. 28 points of damage. Is that already doubled? Yeah. Alright. <coughs> Minus 8 would make it 32. You said 24, right? 28. 28. 28. So minus the would make it 32. Minus the 20 would make it 12. Okay. It's a back's turn, and she needs to make a wisdom saving throw. As she is also incapacitated. You can do it. Come on, Zabak. Come on. That's going to be no. Uh, no, she's still incapacitated. Yeah. Alright, so that was Zabak's turn. It is now their turn. Wisdom saving throws. Yep. Pretty sure they both failed. Horribly. Seven points. Seven each? Yep. My D8s just are not rolling well for me tonight. Alright. So in a final effort. The back is incapacitated, so she can't do anything. Five, ten. They both surround Celine at this point. Oh, purple doesn't go after Mercer? No, because... Yeah, no. Almost dead. He's trying to go after the biggest threat, which is Celine right now. First attack. 15 is going to miss. Second attack. That's a miss. Third attack. 21. So all three miss. First one. Second one. That's a miss. Luckily that is a good thing to be at advantage though. That's a dirty 20, so that's gonna miss. Yeah, all miss. Celine's impossible to hit. <laughs> <coughs> And 
Top of the order. Yeah, top of the order. Which we anything else. Which Esther. Esther's right? turn. Yep. Wisdom okay. saving throw. Come on, buddy. Oh, yeah. What's that? That is going to be a 19. 19. She finally gets out of it. Yeah. Get wrecked. Now you see the purple guy again. Oh, Not oh the big God. old shroom. Oh, man. Oh, my gosh, guys. I am so sorry. Rips a star off of her cloak. Get wrecked. She's going to blow it, Mr. Green. I hope. Conserve some energy there. We got to slow burn this one. 21 points of force damage on Mr. Green. Mr. Green. 21? Yeah. So that puts him at 23. Okay. I want to get to the loot because I already know what one of the items that you guys are about to get. I know exactly who it's going to go to, and I know exactly why it would go to. Okay, where are we at? Uh, that was Esther uh, Celine's turn. Okay, so Celine does a quick look. Purple, looking horrible. Mm -hmm. Green, looking meh. Still looking bad, but not as bad as purple. Okay, she's going to shift her weapon to flank uh, on purple and go go after purple. Or not purple, sorry, green. Mer Mercer's already called. He's going to kill that one, so she's going to let him have it since he looks horrible. Okay, that's going to be a tw uh, 20 to hit. That's a hit. With a spiritual weapon and then booming blade. That's going to be a 17 to hit. Yep, there's both hit. Okay. Just give me the full damage. Okay. Twenty-nine points. It did. It gone. That <sighs> Mercer. Uh, yeah, Mercer's turn. So, force cannon. That's going to be a uh, twenty-seven for eight points of damage. It's dead. And then he obliterates it. <laughs> What's he casting? Uh, he's actually doing Firebolt now. Because he wants to burn this thing to pieces. Because it's Mercer. It's what he does. It's unnecessary. Yeah. As he... <clears throat> and then he's like... <laughs> 19 more points of damage. <laughs> as he just roasts the thing. Jeez. Okay. He told me he was gonna he was gonna freaking take it out. Yep. That's what he does. And then I scour the room. Alright. So the room appears to be communal bedchamber. The furnishings are Spartan and the only adornments to be a few potion bottles and ingredients collected near a burbling cauldron on one side of the room, which is over here. Uh, da, 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 da. There's four uh, mysterious potions. Um, I assume you also check the bodies as well. Oh, of course I do. The uh, the horned creature. 
which you can now tell was a Cambion. Has an enchanted spear that's a plus two weapon. And the elf mage had a very unique wand that she never got to use, so it's fully charged. Of course I'm gonna look at the wand. It's a wand of magic missiles. <laughs> nice. Mercer takes that. You, you're not going to give the magic missile wand to Miss Magic Missile? No. Clearly I am already a one-trick pony. <laughs> yeah, but now you have the ability to cast up to six, possibly even seventh level magic missile. Oh. Hey, come on. He's given you unquestioning power at times. Gimme, gimme. But I want magic missile and I You don't... already have your big boomstick. Gimme, gimme. It's my signature move, man. My paper scissors for it. <laughs> Best two out of three? Sure. Uh, I so will be the judge on this one. One, two, three, throw. Two. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Got him. That's a paper over rock. That's double scissors. Paper over rock. What is what? It's <laughs> <laughs> a scissors and paper. James gets the magic wand right. of magic puzzle. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So aside from that, uh, the Cambion also had scale mail, and the elf mage lady. Had a dagger on her. Past that, you don't find anything else of usefulness. Um, the room also, <clears throat> if you search the room, could also have other stuff. Oh, I do search the room. All right, investigation. After this, we're calling it, because we're way past time. That's going to be a 24. <sighs> Actually, I should do two of these. Oh, these. Um, underneath one of the beds and in the other three foot lockers, you find a grand total of seven more crystals that are of magical nature. So, we'll get the... Potion brews out the way if you're going to do Arcana yep. checks on those, and then we'll do the crystals. Uh, 15. Hang on, hang on. Go one at a time here. Okay. Uh, the 15 does get it. You thick, brown, chunky liquid again. I need you to roll me a D4. D4 this time? Yes. One. One. Filter of love. <laughs> Mercer chuckles to himself. Oh, gosh. Some of this stuff's just stupid for you to get. Others, it's like, use it or don't use it, but do something. Well, someone who constantly has love hey. issues. Hey, man. <laughs> getting a, hey, bru man. a potion of love that you can give to someone that will help charm them in your direction. No, 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 no. She's not about that. If it ain't real, she don't want it. Doesn't mean you know it's going to happen. So? <laughs> again, if it ain't real, she don't want it. Alright, second arcane check. Uh, 17. Uh, another bubbling, stinky liquid. D6. One. Potion of healing. Bubbly and stinky like sewage and rot, but potion of healing. 
third arcane check? Uh, 23. 23. Another gritty oil. D6. Six. Six. Oil of slipperiness. Which is weird because that's a gritty oil. It's graphite. It's almost like that uh, that um, automotive soap that mechanics use to get oil off their hands. It's got like a grit to it. Oh yeah, use it all the time. Rub it on there, but it makes you slippery. Uh, another 23. Uh, 23, final potion. Uh, a black glittery dust. So not an actual potion, but a bottle of black glittery dust. Um, any die you wish... Just tell me if you get evens or odds. Evens. Evens. Dust of disappearance. Ooh. And then on to the crystals. Oh, I'm sorry. Along with that investigation, you also find a small cigar box underneath one of the beds as well. Okay. All right, so we said... What was it? Six... Or seven. seven. Seven crystals. Seven crystals. Can I just roll seven times real quick and you tell me what my DC is and I tell you how many I pass so we can speed it along? Sure. Uh, your DC is a 14. 14. Okay. Pass. Uh, pass. 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 Fail. So, that okay. was six and one. So one of the crystals, just say you have a crystal and it's unknown. And the other six, try to get through this as quick as possible. First one's going to be explosive. <laughs> Second one is luminous. Have you gotten a luminous one yet? No. As soon as you pick it up, it starts to uh, glow a bright light out to 30 feet like a torch. Okay. And you get the feeling that it's got about a 24-hour life period. Okay. Three, another luminous one. So now you have two luminous crystals. Number four is another blinding, so explosive light. Number five is another blinding. Jeez. And number six, a third blinding. They're going to be blinding the ever-living crap out of people. Fun. So here's a question for you. So if I take, because I'm assuming these crystals are like this big, right? Or uh, even? More like about six inches, one inch diameter. Crystal. Okay, so I can easily bind all seven of them I have together. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Does that, would that give me seven checks against the monster? Because they're all going off at the same time? Or... Would it allow the DC to go up by one for every one? If, if you're doing all seven, I'll open a few doors up. And depending on how you go about going to cause it to explode, I may open up a few additional doors as well. Okay. But I'm not just going to tell you outright what it'll do unless you're actively going to try and do it. <laughs> do you also explore the uh, cigar box that you found? Yes. Okay. Um, first glance look, 
Uh, you do see drawings and stuff on it, but you don't see anything that would look like magic, per se. Mm -hmm. So, what do you do? Uh, I'm going to check it for traps. Okay. Investigation. 28. It looks like it had a trap, an arcane trap on it, but it also looked like somebody diffused the arcane trap. Yeah. And just never got a chance to open it up. Pop it open. Do I fly again? You get the ability to fly again equal to half your ordinary movement speed. Except this time, it's permanent. Bruh! So you get to fly 10 uh, feet. Yeah. <laughs> As Mercer is now walking around like he just won the Super Bowl. You know, I don't feel Bowl. like this is entirely fair. Well, he's the one who's actively saying, I do this, I do that, I go check this <laughs> totally out, I go fair. check that out. You're writing in a notebook. <laughs> just saying. Hey, huh? and, I, and I just want to say, hold on, let me find it real quick. Remember that post? Mm-hmm. What post? Oh, the, uh, oh, the, the gun magic. Uh, are you going to actively flavor it that way, too? Every time you cast magic missile, you magically create oh, pistols oh, it, appear. It, it, it gets better. Kaboom! So, I'm a woodworker. I can engrave things into wands and wood. I am going to craft a wooden pistol handle. <laughs> so now he's got dual pistols. And one of them does magic missile. <laughs> so you're going to go all out with that picture. I like, kid you. I wasn't joking when I said I would love to, but I don't get access to magic missile. Oh, my God. Oh, gosh. Oh. Oh my gosh. But on the flip side, we can probably easily get our hands on another one relatively easily. Yeah. We have 600 pounds of adamantium. Do you know how expensive that is? Very valuable. Yeah. We got money. Money, money, money. Money. Something you find, anybody. All right, last little thing, and then we're done. Um, from the cage where the rabbit's at, you just hear, I've been waiting for these two to get killed. Thank you so much. Now, if you'd be so kind as to uh, let me out of here. Okay. It's unlocked. As I reach into my bag and I open up the chime of opening. Nice. And the rabbit just kind of sees it. Well, that was really cool. And I put it away. Hops down on the floor, kind of looks at you guys and goes, Hi, I'm Gavin. Hi. Um, yeah. So, there's this really nasty, nasty hag named Ildreva. She kind of turned me into a rabbit. And that nasty, whatever you want to call it, that had the spear kept torturing me. So, believe me, this was extremely entertaining. I'd like to turn back into an adventurer at some point. I assuming if we kill her, your curse is lifted? It's a 
very good question. I didn't delve into magic like you guys do. I was more the sword, shield, bow, and arrow type. Okay, well, typically magic in that case doesn't normally happen that way. So, but be it, I don't know much about hags. It's a possibility. However, mm -hmm. um, not to say that we can't look at it down the road. I understand the, trust me, I truly and 100% understand your predicament and understand the drive to be changed back. So I will help you in this affair. <laughs> All right. You just need to survive until then. Pretty much, yeah. Well, we hope you enjoyed this episode. If you want to learn more about us, you can find us on Facebook at The LARP Channel. Until next time, stay safe and have fun.